What's up, you guys? This is another episode of the Triple Option Report where we talk about sports, comics, and pop culture. And today, I have a belated weekend recap where I recap everything that happened in sports, comics, and pop culture over the weekend. Well, this will be more of a week recap, I guess, you know, since it is, what, Wednesday night? And, uh, yeah, the weekend happened quite a few days ago. But anyway, let's go ahead and start with sports. Uh, first off, football and college football, to be more specific, um, the whole, well, going off the field, the entire Michigan situation, you know, all that's happening, and I don't really know, to me personally, I, I coming a biased Michigan fan, I don't really care, I don't really think that they should be punished or disciplined until they have actual proven evidence and everything up to that point, like, yeah, until then, they shouldn't be punished. So the Big Ten, whatever the heck is going on there, especially with new information coming out now with the whole Ohio State and Rutgers and Purdue and all them being involved, possibly, like, yeah. At this point, and potential new information to come out later on, at this point, I would just lay low and let, let the NCAA discipline. Because, like, it, th- this would be unprecedented. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't really touch that if I was the Big Ten, honestly. I just let it be. Even if that, I know it might piss off the other ADs of the Big Ten, but I have no idea why the ADs of the Big Ten are going so hard for this in the first place. But it is what it is. So, yeah, back to what happened on the field. Speaking of Michigan, their usual dominant selves, they dominate Purdue. Defense, you know, uh, smash mouth, shut down defense. Offense looked great. The running game was pretty not good, but it, it like it was really bad actually for what they usually do. But the passing game negated it, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. So going with that, other games that happened. Texas and Kansas State was utter chaos. Looked like Texas was gonna blow Kansas State out. And then out of nowhere, Kansas State scores what? 21, 21 unanswered points in like five minutes? Uh, because Texas kept turning the ball over and went to overtime, and Kansas State took a risk that I don't mind them taking. I just wasn't a fan of that play call, but I don't mind the risk they took. But yeah, like, like I don't mind Kansas State going for it. It is what it is. It's sort of like the Oregon thing, you know? It is what it is. You, you take a risk like that, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Oh well. Kansas State wasn't expected to win this game. They were getting blown out. They almost won anyway. It, it, like, it's, yeah. It is what it is. But Texas stays with only one loss. Uh, their playoff hopes are still alive. Uh, a team in the Big 12 whose playoff hopes aren't so alive was Oklahoma. Who lost Oklahoma State. In Bedlam, it lived up to its reputation. It was uh, pretty crazy. It went back and forth. It's the last Bedlam in who knows how long, honestly. Until we get our next four batch of, of conference realignments, and these teams are going to the Big Ten, the SEC don't like what's going on, and they decide, you know what, maybe we should go into a more, re- like, regionally beneficial conference for us, and they make the Big Twelve or Big Eight all over again, and we get all these rivalries back. But for now, this is the last bedlam, and Oklahoma State, the team that's been dominated for years, got the last laugh. I think that's pretty neat. Uh. Ohio State Rutgers, Ohio State looked kind of rough, but fourth quarter, they woke up and they won comfortably. Notre Dame losing to Clemson like that. Okay. 
as you know, the, this is this is the Nordain team I thought could make the playoffs this year. I thought they should have beaten Ohio State. There's a lot of things. The loss to Ohio State was unacceptable because it was two straight plays in a row with 10 players instead of 11. And then getting dominated by Louisville out of nowhere, which is just random. That was not good. That was an awful look. And then losing to, to Clemson, who before this game looked like they had to probably win this to even make a bowl game. Like, that's a terrible look. So, yeah, this Notre Dame team, no. Speaking of teams that I thought could make the playoffs were kind of fraudulent, USC, they finally let go of Alex Grinch. Deservedly so, because he was getting out of control. They were giving up crazy amounts of points and yards, and they, they it's, it's, it's this kind of annoys me, even though I'm not even a USC fan. Because Caleb Williams was putting out crazy stats. He's been putting out crazy stats all year. The offense has been great, but the defense has been so bad, it doesn't matter. You wasted away Caleb Williams last year here, because he's going to leave for the NFL. For what? They keep Alex Grinch. Why? Like, that stuff annoys me. They should have fired him way early in the season. I, they shouldn't have brought him back, actually. I, I, I don't get any of it, but it is what it is for U.S. That's, that's, it sucks for Caleb Williams, though. Uh, Kansas is for real. Really good game. And what? They're 7-2 or 6-3? 7-2. They're for real. Bama? I'll, okay, I'm impressed. I thought this would be a dull year for Bama. I was wrong. They looked rough at first against South Florida and, you know, leading, losing by two touchdowns to, to Texas, but they found their footing. LSU's defense is not good, and Bama took advantage of that. And Jalen Milwell, he's really turned around. Like, he's gotten a lot better. He's improved every game almost. I mean, at this point. And, yeah, Bama just too much firepower for LSU. LSU's defense is not good. But even with that, Bama's, they showed me something. Okay. Colorado, that's kind of a mess. Really enough, if Colorado had actually kept Sean Lewis as offensive coordinator, because the defense was picked up in the second half of the season, they probably could have won this game, honestly. Like, like that, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what's up with that team. Colorado and Washington State are both two teams in the Pac-12 who looked really hot at first, but have kind of fallen off. And it kind of sucks, honestly. Because I think, I don't know, I, Colorado, there, there's a lot of smack talking, a lot of hype, but they do have a bright future if if Deion stays patient. And this worries me that he might stay, he might not stay patient if this team continues to lose. Washington State, that annoys me. Because, I mean, that doesn't happen. It's not happy because Washington State got screwed over by the Pac-12 and now might not even make a bowl game. It's just, yeah. Arizona, though, turned around, looked really good. James Madison should be ranked, demolishing. Uh, I did not see that happen. Uh, uh, Georgia State, I didn't see that. I, I thought Georgia State would actually pull off the W here. They blew Georgia State out. James Madison's real deal. Unfortunately, because of the rules, they can't play the mole game or be ranked in playoff rankings. So that sucks. But they're going to court over it. So I mean, they may, but potentially go to court over it. So who knows? Speaking of that, NCAA man, they have they. Okay, they gotta go. Not only do they have to deal with that situation, but now they gotta deal with the situation involving NIL and not paying players in the past pre-NIL, and now potentially with Michigan too in the Big Ten. The NCAA's got a lot to work on in his next few months, next year, honestly. And I don't really know if they survive it, honestly. 
because it's a lot. Oh, and then Georgia beat Missouri, and it looked really good doing it. Georgia without Brock Bowers looks as good as Georgia with Brock Bowers this year. So, again, that's what happens when you stockpile on five stars and know how to actually use them. Texas A&M. So, with that being said, previewing this upcoming week, uh, Michigan, Penn State, that's probably the biggest game of the week, I think. I mean, a lot, a lot of people probably could think uh, Utah, Washington, or uh, Georgia Ole Miss. I don't know. I think Michigan, Penn State. It's either Georgia Ole Miss or Michigan, Penn State to me. The two biggest games. Uh, Georgia Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss has a great running game. A really good offense. Great offense all, to, uh, like, all around. Uh, Lane Kiffin has learned and somewhat mastered transitioning from a pass-first offensive mind to a run-first offensive mind. That's something that people don't really give him credit for. But he's really kind of done that out of nowhere since like 2021 with Ole Miss. So that's really impressive. Late This late in his, his career coaching offensively to just change it up like that. As for Michigan and Penn State, two dominant defenses, the two best defenses in the country. You've got the two best third, te- third quarter teams in the country. And two teams whose defenses kind of negate what on paper would be the strengths of their offenses. So, with that being said, what's the edge going to go down to? I think it goes down to coaching and quarterback play. And to me, J.J. McCarthy clears Drew Aller. No offense to Penn State, but let's be honest here. I think the coaching staff for Michigan clears Penn State's coaching staff. So, I think combining both of those, even though it was at Penn State, I think Michigan wins. And I would not be surprised if it's not that close. Like, Penn State has shown flaws. And one major flaw that really hurts them that I think will really affect them against Michigan to actually give their offense for Michigan an advantage because of how, it, like, momentum and everything is big plays. Michigan is a very balanced offense. They score however they want, whenever they want. They can score slow and fast. They usually go slow, but they can go fast. They have a lot of big plays. Penn State is a team that's very methodical. But at the same time, they're one of the worst, if not the worst, offense in the country at big plays and against the Michigan defense just like against Ohio State that could be a huge problem to like not just a score just to gain moderate yards honestly so you combine all that and I just think it'll be too much I think uh I think Michigan's defense will be too much for Penn State I think Michigan's offense with JJ JJ's kind of weird because last week if you look at it he always has that one or two games at the season where his footing is is off. His footing passing wise is really off, and it made the passes off against Pet- Purdue. And it, his the, the last time he, the first time he did that this year was Bowling Green. The next game he went lights out. So if we're gonna go off of that, I would not be surprised if he goes lights out again against Penn State. Even with that elite DB, like even with the elite back four that Penn State has, don't be surprised if JJ puts up crazy numbers again. So. You got that, and then I said before, Ole Miss and Georgia. I complimented Lane Kiffin, but I think Georgia's showing me something. I don't know. I don't think Ole Miss is a team to beat them. I mean, it's at Georgia, too. I think Georgia gets to win here, personally. Like, I, I think Georgia will have just what they need to beat Ole Miss, just like last week with Missouri, and week before that, and yeah, so on, so on. Uh, other key games... Let's see. First off, Iowa and Northwestern. Jesus, that was... <laughs> it little to expectations. It actually surpassed expectations. I didn't think they'd score that little. 17 combined points. Uh, Rutgers, honestly, you could have the same situation here because Rutgers' offense is not exactly explosive. 
Uh, they're a run first, very run first offense, and it's at Iowa. And yeah, it's twenty and a half. That's twenty. Well, yeah, the over under is twenty and a half. It might not reach that honestly for a second straight week for an Iowa game. Unbelievable. Uh, let's see, Tennessee, Missouri. That's a big game. I think Missouri and Tennessee. Hmm. It's at Missouri. They both kind of play kind of similar. It's kind of a toss-up to me. It's at Missouri. I can see Missouri getting the edge. Ooh, that, that, this is actually the toughest one for me because I don't really know who wins this one. I'll give the edge to Tennessee, but I would not be surprised if Missouri wins, though. It's at Missouri, so again, no surprise there. If the Missouri pulls off W. Utah-Washington. Is that Washington and Utah? Washington is a lot healthier than Utah. Washington is more talented than Utah in general, even if they're both fully healthy, I think. It's at Washington, and Utah plays way better at home. They do away. All these things point to a clear Washington win. Miami and Florida State. Don't be surprised if Miami pulls off the upset. Miami's a very good team. Last week, I don't know what happened, but this year they have not been bad. I don't know. Florida State, they're kind of up and down. Like Some some games they play close to the ACC, ACC teams. Some t- games they blow them out. So, I don't know. And Miami, for the most part, with the exception of, like, last couple years, I don't know, like, or, like, last year, they have done good against Florida State over the last, like, five or six years, with the exception of last year. So, I don't know. Uh, hmm. I'll keep it safe and say Florida State, but do not be surprised if Miami, you know, screw it. Miami gets up, pulls off the upset. I think Miami beats Florida State. Call me crazy. That's my huge upset of the week. Uh, <laughs> Colorado is desperate times for them. It's at Colorado. They have a talent to beat Arizona. But Arizona is really on a high momentum right now. It's going to be tough, man. But like I said, push comes to shove. This is it for Colorado. If they don't win this game, they're not going to. They're not making a bowl game. And they'll still be bowl eligible, technically. I mean, like, they're not ineligible yet. They only have six losses to lose this game, but... And what I'm saying is that if they lose this game, they're not going to make a bowl game next year, this year. So, uh, yeah, they kind of have to win this game for momentum, for momentum's sake, honestly. Uh, let's see, what are the big games are there? West Virginia, Oklahoma. Oklahoma has to bounce back after a pretty, not disastrous, but it's been a pretty rough three or four weeks or so, like, like post- Honestly, post Texas win, Oklahoma's been kind of uh, downward. So, like, they, their momentum has kind of gone down, weird enough, after they beat Texas. So, like, like they kind of have to pick it up again. And this is the way they can pick it up. They got to uh, host West Virginia, who's turned around completely from early in the season. They look like a dead man walking at the beginning of the year. Now they're 6-3, and bowl eligible. Look like they could what, 8-9 wins this year, possibly? So... Again, another tough task for Oklahoma. They're favored by two touchdowns, so who knows? But I, I think Oklahoma wins. I don't know if they win by two touchdowns, but I think they win. I think they they bounce back. They turn around. They start to turn around again, starting with this game. Ohio State's going to annihilate Michigan State. <laughs> I'm just going to go and tell you that. I know Michigan State surprisingly beat Nebraska last week, but no, Ohio State's going to destroy Michigan State. Like what I saw them again. Think about this. Michigan State's lost games they probably shouldn't have lost this year. 
But they, at the same time, they look like a team who's only going to win two or three games whenever they play a top 10, top 15 team. They played Washington, lost 41-7. to And it could have been a lot worse. Played Michigan, lost 49 to nothing, And it could have been a lot worse. And those are both home games for Michigan State. Michigan State was hosting Michigan, lost 49 to nothing. Michigan State was hosting Washington, lost 41 to 7. They had to go to the horseshoe this year. Last time they went to the horseshoe, got eradicated. And that team was actually like a top 10 team, Michigan State, that year. So they got to go to the horseshoe again. This time, way worse. Yeah, it's not going to be close. I would be shocked if it's if Ohio State wins by less than 3 to 4 touchdowns. Uh,. Which is why they're three one and a half point favorites, actually. Jeez. Let's see. LSU beats Florida. And I look at Florida's schedule. That's it is kind of concerning because they start out what five and two, five and three? They might honestly go five and seven. They lose LSU, they got Florida State, I believe Missouri and and L- yeah. After LSU, they got Missouri and Florida State. So if they lose to LSU. Very good chance they miss a bowl game this year. After starting, what, 5-2? and two? That, oh, jeez. They could lose their last five games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look, my prediction is going to come true that most likely they're going to miss a bowl game. Not that they're going to be the worst team in the SEC, but still, I didn't think it'd come this way. Yikes. Duke North Carolina's going to be a good game. Not in basketball either, in football. Yeah, really good game, actually. I think, I don't know why I'm thinking Duke. I have no idea why I'm saying this. Because North Carolina's look like, well, I don't know if North Carolina's look like the better team recently, honestly. Because Duke, they, they got blown up by, by Louisville. Lost their quarterback and lost to Florida State. Uh, they barely edged out a, a pretty mediocre week Wake Forest team. But North Carolina looked pretty rough two straight weeks in a row against Virginia and Georgia Tech. Losing both games, had no business losing. And then demolishing uh, Campbell an FCS team randomly in like the first week of November. I don't know why they're playing them that date, but whatever. Uh, North Carolina and Duke, I don't know. I, I'm i going to go with Duke. I don't know why. I knew it was at North Carolina, but neither team has really looked hot lately. But I'll give the edge to Duke. I, I, I don't know. I think Duke has a better defense. <laughs> and at least recently. Uh, USC-Oregon. That's another big game. USC is... Not even ranked. They'll let him fall from grace. It's all honestly, it's all Lincoln Riley's fault. Just fire him. I I don't know why he didn't fire him before. Like it, whatever. Fire Alex Grinch. Not even high. Don't bring him back. If you didn't bring that back, Alex Grinch and actually gotten a good defensive coordinator, USC could probably be undefeated right now. It is a shame. But uh, I don't know. Is that Oregon? Uh, paper Oregon should win this handily. But I'm going to be crazy again like Miami and say USC pulls off the upset. Third time the charm, I guess. Uh, um, so that's off of college football. Uh, the NFL. Let's see. The Cowboys and Eagles were trying to find their best. The Cowboys and Eagles are both trying their best to lose that game. But at the end of the day, the Cowboys were the last team with the team with the last with the with the last team with the ball in their hands and found a way to lose. Uh, yeah, that, that was a really awesome game, and then the last six minutes was a complete disaster class, and pretty much showed exactly how these two franchises are both, the last six minutes of that game was pretty much a, 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 a 
summarization of why these la these two franchises, as good as they've been these last twenty years, twenty five years, and as prestigious and, and like historically good these two franchises are, neither of which have won more than once through both combined last twenty five years. That last six minutes of that game showed you exactly why. <laughs> what a way to almost choke and then almost choke and then almost choke and then finally choke. That was a weird last six six minutes. There's some bad missed calls too. That's the problem with the entire NFL. But it was still a good game. Uh, the Dolphins have not beaten a single top end team yet this year. That could be your problem, a big problem. The Ravens, they look like the best team in the NFL right now. Getting healthier. Lamar Jackson's balling out. Receivers are catching balls, like I said before. Okay. I said this last week. All right. Uh, if they keep this up next week, I mean, this upcoming week, I I'll be honest with you guys. I think the Ravens should be, like, the favorites to win it all. Which is crazy. And Lamar Jackson, if he wins it all this year, I mean, first battle Hall of Famer, honestly, was that. Uh, let's see here. It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, uh, Bengals and Bills. Bengals won. Pretty, and, and and the Bengals are on fire right now. I don't know what happened to the Jets on Monday. That was a disaster. The Giants are a walking, talking, breathing disaster. Just in general. Uh, the Northeast in general, like, the, the, ooh, the Patriots are bad too. Northeast has been pretty rough this year in the NFL. Just across the board, honestly. Except the Steelers. They're doing pretty good in the Eagles. So yeah, that's it for that for uh, that week. Now this upcoming week, you got uh, Panthers Bears. That's awful for a prime time game. That's disgusting. Uh, I'll go with have to go with some somebody. I'll go with uh, wow, who cares? Okay, <laughs> that that them. Bears, I guess. Why is this a primetime game? Okay. Uh, another Germany game uh, in Frankfurt. Colts and Patriots. Random. Colts and Patriots? What, what is going on? I'll go with the Colts here. Uh, let's see. Texans and Bengals. Texans look really good. CJ Shroud. You need to talk about that. He was a monster. He finally ended the Ohio State streak of bad quarterbacks. He's the real deal. Could be all pro this year as a rookie, as a, at quarterback, which is crazy. Uh, especially in this era, with all the quarterbacks we have now. But I'll go with the Bengals because the Bengals are hotter and they're just older and all just all around a better team, just top to bottom. So I'll go with the Bengals here. They always start out, like I said before, the last three years under the Joe Burrow era, they've always started out slow, and then they get hot, and they look like the best team in the NFL, and they look like a team that can win it all by the end of the year. That's how it goes the last two years. That's how it's going this year. So I'm going to keep up with that. Bengals beat the Texans. Uh, Browns-Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens because the Ravens look hot. The Browns, I don't even know what's going on with Deshaun Watson, if he's even healthy. Even without him, they still look pretty good because the defense is elite, but the Ravens look too good right now. It's at Baltimore. And the Ravens have had the Browns number for how many years now? Under the Lamar Jackson era? Every year, honestly. That's going to continue this year. It's at Baltimore, so yeah, I'm going with Baltimore. Uh, the 49ers are kind of free-falling. They're still hurt. 
Jags are on fire. It's at Jacksonville. I don't care that San Francisco is favored. I'm going with Jacksonville. Let's see. Uh, Lions and Chargers. Chargers find ways to lose, even though they're 4-4 now. Look at that. But the Lions are really good. Really good. And I don't know. Like, the only flaw the Lions have is kicking. Seriously. Like, they're a legit uh, Super Bowl contender. So, I'm going with the Lions. Uh, Giants-Cowboys. Giants are a dumpster fire. Cowboys are pissed because of how they lost to the Eagles last week. They will set all their frustrations out on the Giants for a, a second time this year. <laughs> oh, man. Cowboys, Jesus, a 16-point favorite? It's the NFL. How is it even possible? The Cowboys are a 16-point favorite. And I feel very comfortable in thinking the Cowboys would actually cover that. I think most people actually feel... I think most Giants fans feel comfortable the Cowboys are going to cover that. Uh, the, the Giants are bad. Very bad. Cowboys are going to blow them out. Uh, Jets-Raiders is randomly a primetime matchup. The Raiders look better with Aiden O'Connell, honestly. The Jets, they've gotten better. Or they hold, they've held for and, and apparently Aaron Rodgers might come back before the season's up with an Achilles injury in his 40s because he's Aaron Rodgers. And, yeah, so there's a reason why he's a Hall of Famer. So, yeah, if that happens, Jets, again, watch out because they have enough talent around them. And I, I think the Jets, I don't know, this is a toss-up because the Raiders are good. The Jets look Solid. Not last week. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, not on Monday. They looked terrible. But in general, they looked a lot better than what people thought they'd be I, I, without Aaron Rodgers. I, I think, I don't know, it's a toss up. I think the Jets pull off the, the win here. They're a point five hit favorite, so it's kind of like even. So it wouldn't surprise either way, but it's going to be close either way, I think. And Broncos Bills at Monday night. Bills clearly win that one. They're they probably going to blow them out, honestly. So, yeah, that's it for uh, NFL. The NBA, same old, same, you know, usual stuff that's happening. I don't give out predictions until deep into the season. Like, I'd say about 20 games in because they play 82. So, yeah. Now, the first, I want to point out one thing, though. The first James Harden game, they got blown out. I just think that was just, everyone was just off offensively. I don't think it's a chemistry problem. I just everyone was breaking shots. Like Paul George and, and, and Kawhi Leonard were breaking shots. James Harden actually played pretty good, actually. Really, weirdly enough. Like it's just their defense fell off and their offense was not clicking at all. That's really it, honestly. So that's kind of an Auburn. Like that's kind of a exception. I would not think that's what's going to continue. Like consistently happen with the Clippers lineup with 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 James Harden lineup for the Clippers. I just don't. I don't know. I, I like that. Just seemed like it. Like kind of just an outlier, honestly. Because even if James Harden wasn't playing, they, they would have gotten blown out with how Paul Jordan and Kawhi were playing. So, yeah, it is what it is. The Clippers will be fine, I think. I'm not a big fan of the trade in general, but they're not going to be that bad. Or even really bad. They'll still make the playoffs. So, yeah, that's with that. College basketball. Women's first off, South Carolina looks like the best team in the country. They demolished Notre Dame. Like, they look like a WNBA team out there. They were just doing whatever the heck they wanted against Notre Dame. Like, that was remotely close to competitive. And, uh, other thing that happened on, uh, 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 LSU. Wow. They got dominated by Colorado. Like, that wasn't close. After the first quarter, Colorado just ran away with it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
All right, this this season looks. Uh, I'm not gonna like focus too much on the first games because again, like in the NBA, there's a lot of games in college basketball. But if we're gonna go a hot take, South Carolina wins the whole thing. Boom. The men's side, one team to watch out for. I'd say, well, first off, Michigan State. I don't know what happened there. You had some crazy upsets. The worst one though wasn't even the Michigan State lost to James Madison. As bad as that was, the worst upset was Mobile beating Immobile beating South Alabama. Mobile is a NAIA school. That is below Division Three. And they beat a Division One South Alabama team. That's foul. Uh, Tennessee looks really good. Michigan looks really good. You had you had some okay. <laughs> All right. Uh. Baylor Auburn was was great. Baylor looks athletic and tall. You'll Purdue looked dominant and it looked humongous. You'll see some more stuff though later on. Hunter Dickinson looked like a beast against Kansas, like the guy who could win uh, uh, the Player of the Year, honestly, with a Wooden Award. So it you will see more. There are some more interesting matchups coming up. So it is still like obviously early in the season. It's the first game. So, <laughs> but yeah, like like. By the next, these next two or three weeks, we'll focus more on college basketball because first off, college football season starting to end, is weighing down. We're at what, the last three weeks or four? And as for college basketball, it's just starting. So, yeah, we'll focus more on college basketball the later it, in the year it gets. But, yeah, so far, that's it for sports. Uh, now, this was a very dominated sports, I mean, uh, sports dominated recap episode. But I do want to talk about two things in, 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 in comics and in, in uh, pop culture. First off, in pop culture, me and Joe talked about this, Invincible, outstanding show. Another thing that's happening, The Bear is back, another season, season three is awesome, great, it's one of my favorite shows. Uh, uh, okay, I see Hulu and, and, and Amazon are stepping it up. Some really good programming on those two streaming services. As for uh, what else happened, uh... I just saw the Rotten Tomatoes uh, score for Marvels, and yeah, it's a kind of it sucks. This entire situation, I feel like they're they're not screwing the uh, people in Marvels over, but they're like, we need a scapegoat because this thing's kind of bombing and the reviews aren't good, so we need a scapegoat. I, I'm not a big fan of that. I, it kind of this whole situation kind of sucks, but you, there's a reason why Kevin Feige said you might see. Uh, uh, X-Men in, in a lot sooner than you think. Yeah, I can see that. Because this thing's taking a little too long. And like I said before, they can fix this easily when they bring in all the Fox characters. Because this is what people are just waiting for. They're kind of just waiting until the X-Men and Fantastic Four come. And, yeah. And also, the advertising was terrible. There's barely any advertising. And the trailer they put out. What the heck? When he had... Whatever. But, yeah. That's it. Not much else besides sports, honestly, this week. Uh, so, uh, oh yeah, big time pick. I forget that. Uh, let's see what 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 game should I do for a big time pick today? Not much going on. Uh, uh, Gold Lakers Rockets. This happened tonight, and uh, the Rockets. Well, not the Rockets team, but I, I saw what Dylan Brooks said, and, and yeah, you know, based off that, I would say Lakers win pretty comfortably by double figures. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's a big time pick. Lakers 
dominate Rockets tonight. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's it for my, my weekend recap, my week recap. So uh, see you guys again on Friday, most likely. Uh, you know how it is. Two, t- it's now just two days a week, I think. Yeah, two days a week. Uh, either Tuesdays or Wednesdays, and Fridays or Saturdays. Uh, thank you all for listening, because without you guys, this doesn't exist. Again, I'm what almost seventy episodes deep, and it's all because of you guys. It's crazy, and in this environment podcast to be this deep episodes wise is is rare. So again, it's all thanks to you guys. So thank you, and also we're downloading and subscribing and liking and following because again, without you guys doing all this, this doesn't exist. So again, thank you all. Also follow me on on uh, social media on Twitter. At Pulliam, P-U-L-L-I-A-M, underscore Blake, all lowercase. Follow me on threads, Blake underscore Pulliam1, all lowercase. Follow me on TikTok, Mitchell Blogs Report, Just One Podcast. So, that's it for today. See you guys, and bye.